There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode four of season one of Deadly Class. Woo! This is so awesome. I am so digging this. And then all the different vibes because of the 80s, like how they put everything in there. I love it. Right. Uh, You got some ratings news, though. Yes, we do. For episode three, brought in a 0.15 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.435 million viewers making it the 67th rated cable show for the day. Not too bad. No. I still think a lot of people are watching it not via cable, which I think is making a huge difference. Yes, I do too. Uh, so episode four, uh, you're, you're going to take us into it, but it's entitled Mirror People. I'm really confused by the name. Yeah. <laughs> like I, everything so far, it's kind of like played into it. And this episode, like I'm not, figuring out what what it was supposed to be mirror people like what's playing into this right take us away steve all right episode four mirror people say and marcus have to survive an attack on the school when Saya's past comes back to haunt her dun 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 yeah yeah well seriously i i don't know what it is but uh i did like this episode and we did get a little bit more from our little core group. Right. So, I don't know. Uh, How did you feel overall? I enjoyed it. It was interesting to see how some of them interacted with each other in a different situation, shall we say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm assuming we're on the same, like, train of thought in regards to who we're talking about. Right. But, like, how did he suddenly become so chill? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, take us away. Let's, let's let's start from the beginning, which I thought was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. We open with Dwight, and he's, I mean, the house is just trashed. He's still at Chad's Chef, house. Yeah. What the heck is he still doing there? How many days has this been? <laughs> exactly. And he cranks up the music and does his best Tom Cruise impersonation going tidy whitey on us. Yeah, I was a little worried there. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. Yeah. But man, that house. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We open at the house and we end at the house. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's so trashed. Yeah. And after he's done doing his dance, um, he gets a call from his mom. I oh, thought yeah. that was funny. Yeah, arguing about, yeah, ma, I already did it. So she knows you're trashing somebody's house more. Right. <laughs> but I love that they go into like 
an in-depth conversation about risky business. Right. Which was pretty funny. And even with what he was talking about, and then all of a sudden, because we, we don't know it's his mom right off. No, not until the, he hangs up on her. <laughs> right? I'm like, oh my God, you were just, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, a knock at the door. It's like, who the heck is here? I'm thinking somebody coming for Sheb's parents or something. Right. No, no. We get the cre- we do we even know this creepy kid's name? No, we have not gotten his name yet. It's a creepy kid in my book. Right. And he's at the door and all Dwight can say is, wow, your face is messed up. Right. It's like, oh, dude, no. <laughs> And, hey, they at least have phone privileges at school because we see Billy talking to somebody and we don't know who it is. And he's like, hang in there. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right. Wait, dead. What's going on? And so he heads out and goes back home. And apparently the person he was talking to was his little brother and his mom's there and he feeds she feeds him some eggs. Was it eggs? I, for some reason, I thought it was macaroni and cheese. Yeah, I think it was eggs. I don't know. It was something that wasn't appealing. Because no. he tries it before he gives it to his little brother. And he's like, oh, the milk's gone sour. She's like, it's not milk, it's male. And, it, yeah. and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'd have that, that face too. And when his mom's like, oh, they didn't have any milk. And he's like, Safeway didn't have any milk. Right. No. And he just stops and like his mom turns and looks just like, don't, just don't. Yeah, don't. And he complains about it. And sure enough, his father's right behind him. It's like he talked up trouble. Yeah, sure did. Because what does he say exactly? Uh, He lost it, didn't he? Now, I'm assuming he meant his job. But what we see, because we don't see his dad's face, but we see like a uniform. Right. So I'm like. And until the very end, I didn't figure out what he what he meant. Right. So I'm like, okay, so he must have lost the money somehow. Right. But I'm like, that's I'm just couldn't get past the food. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, and just I mean, his dad. I I don't even know if we looked up who was playing his dad. If we're even going to see it, what we see is this big hulking kind of guy. Right. And and just crushes out. I think it was a cigar. Could have been yeah. a cigarette. In the food, and he's like, oh, private school kid complaining, and it's like, goes dark. I'm like, this is not good. No. (laughs) I'm good. Yeah. As this episode went along, you kind of went, wow, are we taking out half the crew tonight? Right. (laughs) And then, we don't even see him until the very end, and I'm just like, as we're watching this, and we see, you know, our, our group of, our core group, I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, what happened to Billy? Right. Where's Billy? When are we going to get some more Billy? Yeah. Lex wasn't in the episode. Oh, that's true. Where the hell did Lex go? Maybe he got his eyes blown out by those old fireworks. From last <laughs> episode. Well, he did like looking at the Roman candles oh, for some reason. Oh, it's not working. Let me put my eye to it. Oh. We head back to King's Dominion where the monks are gathering up Marcus, Saya, Petra, Victor, Chico, and Jaden, the kid who pranked Billy, and take them to detention hall. Jaden, for, let me tell you guys, as I was writing my notes for most of it, I'm like, the kid who I don't know. Yeah. Unknown kid, question mark. Because they don't say his name till later. I'm like, right. okay, I've not seen this kid at all. So 
<laughs> You've seen him for 30 seconds, and we didn't have a name. So Right. Well, he was the kid who pranked Billy and then uh, was the one that got the um, mellow yellow spilt on him by uh, Marcus. That's kind of funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay. But I kind of felt like because we didn't really know him, I'm like, oh, man, red shirt. Right. Yeah. Literally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and next we see the kid who got the money making a call saying they will be unprotected. Yes. His name's Yukio. I feel like that might come back because, right, God, yeah. was that face not just super smug made you want to punch it? Oh, absolutely. Of course, Master Lin informs them that they will be spending the weekend there and takes whatever they have, like Chico's knife and Saya's sword. Yet Marcus is able to hide his book underneath the table. Well, I thought that was interesting because it's like they all have weapons and he still only has his notebook. Right. And then as Master Lin's talking, you know, he's ba he basically tells them that they're all there because they got caught. Right. Not because of what they did. No, they got caught. And he's talking about Sparta and how the Spartan warriors had three things that they always had to, you know, be part of. Conformity, discipline, and commitment. And you guys will learn. You'll think about it. And I'm like, okay, so is that what the uh, the finals are? Right. It's like, this is Sparta. You're going to end up in a hole otherwise? <laughs> Although the hole might be a grave, so er, we'll see. Right. So Master Lin leaves, and him and another guy head out through the restaurant. Now, when we first saw the building, the way into King's Dominion from the outside world, it was kind of, I guess, the backside of the restaurant. I thought it was like a butcher shop. Right, exactly. It, it, it kind of looked that way to me, too, but... Unless there's more than one entrance. Yeah, I guess there might be. Now, before leaving, he gives the other guy Saya's sword. And you've seen all those weapons that the people in there had, so... Yes. Obviously all part of it. Yeah, a nice little uh, front with some protection to it. I'm guessing nobody ever actually comes in there for food. Wouldn't think so. Because <laughs> when they walked through that kitchen, it didn't look too pleasing, that's for sure. No. <laughs> Even Lynn kind of went, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so next we see Maria finding Willie reading a comic book and asks him to help her get a passport. Uh, and I really like this because she's like, you know, I really need this. Don't worry, Chico's on lockdown for 48 hours. And Willie's like, isn't this exactly what the cartels do? Right. And she's like, you don't understand. I need to get away. And I don't know if she's playing on his symptoms. Um, sympathies because she knows he's a little soft-hearted because he just looks at her and he's like, is it really that bad? And, you know, she's like, yes. And that's what I think finally broke him. Right. That that got him to agree to do it. I, I was really surprised. But then again, I mean, like I said, this is part of our core group and I'm hoping somehow we stay together. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm worried about Willie because if he gets into a jam... What's He's gonna not going to be a whole lot of help to anybody, I'm afraid. Right. So, of course, we go back to the detention group, and they are getting bored really quickly. Oh, my gosh. It was so Breakfast Club. Oh, absolutely. It was. I love that they did that. <laughs> because, you know, Saya, like, with the, the string for the hoodie. Yep. And Victor's, like, doing push-ups. And 
Petri- just like gum. Yes, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> oh my, God. I loved it because I love that movie anyway. But right. that really gave me wrong expectations of high school. By the way, especially growing up in Illinois, I'll tell you that. Yes, <laughs> high school's not like that. No, but. I just love the whole vibe. And then even um, when Marcus is like, hey, Victor got the time. And Victor's like, very funny. It's a swatch. Yeah. Because he had these swatches on. And that was a big thing then. Yep. And pegging your jeans, which is like um, when they fold it over. I know it's a thing. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I really feel the 80s vibe. And I love it. And just how they had all that kind of back and forth. And then even when it's like, hey, I'm bored, what do you want to do? Because we don't have any food. And granted, in the Breakfast Club, they weren't going to be there 48 hours. Right. But they break out a little differently. Yes. But they still break out. I loved it because all of a sudden Petra's like, let's go to the vaults of Valhalla. Yeah. And it's like nobody knew what she was talking about at first. And so she explains it. She's like, it's like every stash of food and everything that's been confiscated. And And only one other set of kids have ever been able to break into it. Right. And so when they agree, I love it. Saya's like, I'm going to kick my way out this door. And Marcus is like, how about I just pick the lock? Yeah. (laughs) How come, and I do have this in in all my little notes, how come that that's not, there's not a class like breaking and entering, picking locks. Is this an advanced class or something? Yeah. Maybe that's for, um, junior year or something (laughs) yeah you would think that'd be one of the first things they would learn yeah exactly like how is he the only one in this school that knows how to pick a lock because what we've seen so far he's done it well in this episode twice and our previous episode once right nobody else seems to know how to do this yep come on guys yeah and of course he gets not only out of the detention room they get into the stash room and they all go crazy playing with the stuff inside. How does nobody hear them? Right. Well, are these like super like well built rooms oh, that you I'm can't sure they hear are. anything? Yeah, I'm sure they are. And the whole episode, we only saw that one monk while That's they were that, that they snuck past. past before they got to the stash room. So, and yeah, with what they did afterwards, yeah, you kind of go. Yeah, are you deaf? Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, because when they're in there, like, playing with this stuff, which I thought was hilarious, by the way, because... Petra you ha- up some goof. Yes. Jaden just goes, oh my god, that's <laughs> awesome. He has an orgasm right there. <laughs> and then uh, Chico actually, like, opens up. Yeah. And it was so weird. But yeah, I have the big note. How does nobody hear any of this? But... Chico ends up playing music, and it was the cure. And of course, you know, Marcus is like, oh, good choice. Petra doesn't believe that he knows anything about the cure. They kind of go back and forth. But all of a sudden, he's like, this was my little brother's favorite record. Right. And he's like, oh, that's cool. He had good taste, has good taste. And all of a sudden, he's like, had. And I was like, whoa, okay. So we're learning more about Chico than I really thought we ever would. Right. And... I still don't like Chico, and this episode just kind of confirms it later, but I'm like, you kind of start feeling bad for him there. Right. Like, damn it. No. And 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 Marcus had a conversation in the detention room that was civil. Right. And it was like, like, wow. You 
we're almost going to be like, okay, he's a kind of a good guy and, and ended up in a bad place because of his family, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, haha, screw you. You know, it's like, yeah. so, so close to wanting to like him. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, even him and Marcus put on the, the gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> Who stuff. the heck had that? <laughs> Yeah, it's very uh what was that show? American Gladiators. Right. One way back. And and Victor finding a grenade, he's like, Oh, I've been looking for you. Right. And in his Russian doll. I was yes. like, seriously. <laughs> it was hilarious the stuff that was in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it was just wild. Yes. Except Saya can't find her sword. And she's pretty pissed. Yeah, she's not a happy camper. And she actually opens up. And tells Marcus it's the only thing she had from her father. So we're assuming that he's dead. You have to kind of assume that, yes. And that, yeah, that sword is her honor. Wow, okay. Right, and then we cut to the sword. Right, and the guy that Lynn gave it to is sitting there in the restaurant eating when two mass men enter and everyone pulls their weapons. That was impressive because even... The waitress yeah. like, pulls out a weapon. It was like, do you people not believe in guns? <laughs> Apparently, no. With they wanted it to be on silent. <laughs> and this is like much more bloody. I don't know if that's good or bad, but. Right. <laughs> so we cut away from that real quick before we see what happens. And Marcus sees a motorcycle that's not quite as big as Say is, but it should do. Because he kept teasing her. Right. He's like, oh. Misery loves company. You know, it's like, just cheer up. And so how they get all that crap together to build a ramp. Right. Because she decides to jump. I'm like, she's going all evil Knievel. Yes. And I love it because Chico's like, 100 bucks, you don't make it. And of course, Marcus is like, all right. Shake. I was going, okay, Marcus, how the hell are you going to pay that up? Thank you. (laughs) Exactly what I was thinking. So I'm like, okay, so definitely she's going to make it. Yeah, has to, <laughs> which she does. Yes. And that was, that cheered her up immensely. And again, I, I've i written all over, how is nobody hearing this? Right. Yeah, it's not like they're the just hallway. loud. Yeah. Right. They're on a freaking motorcycle. My gosh. Yeah. And, you know, I thought, okay, well, say this was the weekend. You know, it's okay. Friday night and everybody's gone. Back to their homes. At least the legacies probably are allowed to go home okay well that would just leave the rats there and we know where billy is we know where marcus is we know where uh, petra is that just leaves lex and is if if he's from britain he's probably not going home for the weekend right (laughs) so where is lex and would they actually leave the whole school Totally unguarded over the weekend. I think not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I mean, at best, it would have to be a whole different wing. Right. And that maybe just nobody here. But um, again, where the hell's the librarian even? She like, screw you guys. I'm tired of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after she found that dick drawn on her face, she retired. <laughs> right? She's like, screw you. Stupid kids. And we cut to. Master Lin lying in the lap of 
Master Gao. Okay, now was that Gao? Because I wasn't sure if that was her. I think it was. Because of what they said. I know, it did. <laughs> this whole scene just was going, what the hell? Yeah, I'm feeling like that was somebody else that we just haven't met. Okay, that's... But honestly, looking through IMDb, I don't have Mm-mm. like anybody No reference of another female. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah. Because it just didn't make sense when she's saying, you know, like, oh, we all signed a con Our families all signed a contract right. that goes way back. And, you know, they're talking back and forth. And he's like, well, everything's changed. And he shows her a letter that had a different drawing Similarly, on it than right. orig- originally. Then what? And she seemed surprised. Dempkey's did. And I believe right. that was the... And, and that's why I made... I thought it was Gal. Because... He was the one that handed her the letter from Dimke, and she handed him that little symbol back, meaning right. you got to kill him. Well, but, I think the symbol, the symbol on the letter meant that he failed. He wasn't able to kill him. But then hmm. he tells her, oh, well, it's only delaying the inevitable. No one gets away. Right. But then she says, I did. And that's why I don't think it's Gal. Okay. And... Plus, when she's like, no, because Demke is smart, he'll know how to keep one step ahead. I don't feel like Gal would be saying that. Right. It, yeah. It, from, from what she said, it didn't sound like the Gal that we met originally. That's for sure. And she had like this huge tattoo on her back. Oh, yeah. Which I feel like is going to come into play and we're going to know something. Right. And when he's talking about his changing values, I feel like if it was Gal, you know, she would question his loyalty. Right. So I I really don't think it's Gal. Okay. But I also don't know how, if this woman has gotten out, why she's anywhere close to basically King's Dominion. exactly. Yeah, so this scene just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. So, I don't know. I guess we'll get more. I'm hoping. Yeah. So we go back to the fun and motorcycle riding in the middle of the halls. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And we see Jaden on it this time, and he's using his fingers to count down, and when he gets to one, all of a sudden it disappears, and he screams. I was like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. And of course we- two masked guys. Yep. Like, what? They got through all of those people. Apparently so. I don't see how. I mean, they're all super trained killers, right? It should be. What is happening? Yeah, two took out five. Mm. I thought there was even more. Yeah, it might have been. So, of course, the group all goes to fight them all. And we see Victor and Petra, as, lo- as well as Jaden, getting injured. So, the numbers are dwindling quickly. So, Saya tells them to run, and they head back to the detention hall. I was but- like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's happening? No, Petra. Victor, I'm kind of on the fence with. Right. <laughs> and just as they're about to get there, Chico knocks Jaden down. And of course, the two guys killing. Right. Like, no big deal. And when they get in there, you know, Marcus is like, what the hell? Right. And he's like, I saved our lives. It's like, no, actually, you didn't. You just took him out. Yeah. And I was kind of ticked with that whole thing. But I mean... Chico does say, we have no first aid. These two are hurt. He was bleeding out. What are we going to do? It at least slowed them down. So Marcus is like, well, let's 
barricade the door. And she goes like, let's give them what they want. Right. Let's hand over Saya to them. (laughs) Right. And as he says this, I'm thinking, oh, my God, are you kidding? Just because you hand hand her to them doesn't mean they'll stop. And Marcus basically says that then. And I'm like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And the cartel wouldn't. Right. So what the what are you thinking, Chico? If you're this bloodthirsty killer, you're sure acting awful chicken all of a sudden. Right. Yeah, but he's he's just this is why I'm like, mm, no, I'm not cool with this because all he is is about himself. Right. And sure enough, he goes and sits and pouts and sees a grape. Yeah, a nice big one that yeah. he can get out of. Right. Saying Marcus notice that he's no longer in the room and find the grate opened and follow him. But before they can get out, Chico locks the gate. It's like, yeah, yeah. no, there's just no hope for Chico. I'm no, sorry. No, <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, okay, yeah, I can like him. Maybe, maybe he's opening up. And then this happens and I'm like, nope, yep. nope, I can't. <laughs> and you kind of wonder, now wait a minute, did Marcus drop his uh, Lake Park uh, pick? Lock picking. Uh, <laughs> I was stuff. like, "Is what?" <laughs> yeah, is the lock picking uh, equipment uh, back in the detention hall? Well, no. he broke the key off, which right. I'm thinking that's a an old, like really nice metal key. That's not a new one. That's thin, right? You know, not nice. You know what I mean? But how did he break it off? Right. Come on. Yep. So we go back upstairs or wherever with Petra and Victor. As Petra is yelling at Victor to wake up, he doesn't, so she manages to crawl over to him and slap him awake. <laughs> I was going, yes, Petra. Right? She's like, I'm not dying alone. Stay awake. Right. And of course, Victor asks, why is she looking at him? I thought it was great because Victor actually looks scared. Oh, yeah. And good job, Sean Demper. Um but we get her backstory, and again, it is animated, and I, I'm i pretty sure it's actually done by the artists from the comic book, yes. remember, because he always uh, tweets along with it. Yep. It was amazing. Yeah. And her backstory, I want to cry. Yeah. Because her, her parents were like this ultra-religious, I believe she said Christian. Right. And one day, all of a sudden, her father changed, thinking he was the new messiah. And it seemed very cult. Um, oh, yeah. Not quite devil worship, but pretty much on the line. Yeah. Because she says... A lot of, symbol, de- a lot of the symbols yeah. for devil worshiping. And, you know, she said, they stopped buying food. They stopped taking me to school. My mother stopped talking to me. Yeah. And it's like, what? And, like... When she's looking in the room, there's a bunch of people and you don't exactly see it because it's kind of blurred or slightly off, but like all the members are having sex. Yeah. The wild orgy. Yeah. And then she says one one day on her birthday, so I'm wondering how long this was, she goes in looking for cake in the refrigerator and finds her a mason jar that has her mother's eyes in them. And I was like, what the? Yeah. There was some very choice swear words spewing out at that time. I was trying not to share them because there was a lot that came out in that moment. Right. So I'm really glad it was animated, but I felt like it was even more powerful that way. Oh, absolutely. Because it wasn't just like a gore factor. Right. And, you know, she like grabs it. Her father comes in. She drops it. 
and her father confronts her and she thinks she's going to die. And he's like, telling her, just look into the eyes because that's what you have to do. And and I was like, what? Yeah. And and Victor's like, that's why you're looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After this whole thing where it's like, oh, my God, this is so crazy and so serious. And then he's just like, what the heck? Right. And then she just lies by him. So at least neither would die alone. Right. Which it was. I'm like, no. Yeah. You can't take them. Right. Well, maybe take Victor, but don't take Petra. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Don't take Petra. <sighs> okay. Sorry. I like, I was all kind of crazy emotional in that moment. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> I mean, you can see why Petra ended up the way she is being all goth was what happened to her growing up. Like he pushed her into basically like, Here's death all around you. Right. Everything. Yep. And so we go back down into the tunnels, and sure enough, the masked guys show up. How'd they get in? And how did they not notice them? Right. That's what I want to know. Yeah. And but man, they took Marcus out quick, just knocked his ass out. <laughs> yeah. Slammed his slammed him into a wall and about gave Good him a night, Irene. <laughs> yeah. And he's just barely conscious as they Grab Saya and off they go. Yeah, and I didn't see them knock her out, but she seemed down for the count. Right. Yeah, I think they strangled her out. Oh, okay. We go back up to the student area where Maria meets Willie in the hall, and he gives her a comic book, which just happens to have the passport inside. And I thought that was sweet, too, when he's telling her about the comic book. Right. <laughs> And she goes into her room and lets out a scream because Chico is there. Yeah, that would have scared me too. Somebody just like, you know. Sitting in the corner. In, in the, the dark. dark corner, yeah. Right, because <laughs> then when she, he's like, oh, did I scare you, baby? No, you don't scare me. I've been like, yeah, why the hell are you sitting in the dark? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who was in here. <laughs> and he asks her about the comic and she tells him that it's for him as she slides the passport into her back pocket. You go, oh, yeah. that was so close. Yeah, but also in the mirror. So I don't know if he's seen it. Right. That It's like really questionable. Yeah. So we see Lynn entering the restaurant and seeing all those people dead. But fortunately, he's there just in time as the masked man men show up with Saya in tow. Yeah, okay. Lynn, thank you for finally showing up. A fight ensues because one of the guys goes after Master Lynn while the other one's holding on to Saya, but not for long because Marcus comes flying out of nowhere. With a cast iron skillet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should have knocked him out. That obviously was not a cast iron skillet. Right. Because I'll tell you, they are heavy if you haven't used one. Yeah. Like, I got to use both hands to pick Get my up. one up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like this kind of goes back to, um, oh crap, Heyerdahl's class. The adapting to your surroundings and using right. what you have. Right, absolutely. Master Zane. I couldn't think of his name for a second. <laughs> but Marcus doesn't exactly carry a weapon. Saya didn't have her sword, so like she couldn't do anything. And everyone felt like they couldn't do anything because they didn't have their weapons. And so with Marcus adapting and using what was in there, I thought, 
that was really great. And I'm like, this better not come back and be some kind of freaking test. Right. You know, with all of a sudden Zane comes out, oh, you did great. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like stressed out thinking that's what's going to happen. But it right. doesn't seem like that up through the no. end. <laughs> because the big guy that had Saya also happened to have her sword. He drops it. She gets it back. And after a couple of minutes of knocking each other around, Marcus is able to basically use the guy's own staff to restrain him. And Saya runs him through with her sword. Okay. Now, maybe it was just me. I only watched once. It almost looked like the angle of the sword was going through Marcus's shoulder, too. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought okay. it might, too. Especially when she, you know, she rams him with it. And then and she then pushes her face. it even further. And I thought, yeah. oh, shit, you just stabbed Marcus. Right. And then the way her face kind of changed. I thought maybe. I was like, oh, my gosh. Did they? Did they get Marcus? Right. Of course, the guy that was fighting Lynn runs off and Saya takes the guy's mask off. And her reaction was like, she knew that person. Well, she had said that it was her cousins, but I kind of thought it was going to be like, I, I don't know how it is in your family, but like, I have cousins who are just like always around. They're friends of the family. Right. It's like friends of the family's kids. So it's like, right. oh, yeah, that's my cousin. So not actually related, but you all, all grew up together and you're like all around the same age. So that's right. what I was thinking. Okay. But then, you know, later when we find out it was her actual cousin, I was like, oh. Yeah. Like that's actual blood. That's got to be a little harder. Right. As we see the, you know, the other students are all in the hallway as they see Marcus following the monks that have Petra Victor and Jaden on stretchers. And they're I'm wondering like, what they're oh my saying. God, yeah. Right. Like, are they <laughs> thinking, thinking he did this? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering. Are they like, because the one girl from FWO was like pointing at him. Right. And I'm like, uh, no, but are they going to tell them what happened? Are they just going to let it build? Kind of like Willie let his, you know, his story build. Nope. Right. Yeah. I don't think we'll. The the rest of the class, the school will not know the truth. So they'll have just the rumor of it was Marcus who took Petra and Victor and Jaden out. Well, I'm assuming till Petra and Victor come back. Right. Yeah. They were both breathing. Yes. Jaden didn't have a head, so right. I don't think they're bringing him back. No. So Marcus finds Say on the roof and she tells him about her cousin who was much bigger than she was and was always picking on her even more than her brother did. And it made her a better fighter. But man, that had to be rough. Right. So we get, not only did we get a little bit, you know, some Petra backstory, we got some Saya backstory. Because, you know, not only that, but earlier she tells Marcus that she didn't leave Tokyo on good terms. And it sounds like something happened between her and her brother. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the per the guy who sent the money. I'm assuming. Right. To get her back in Tokyo. So, and then we get a moment where Marcus actually sits down next to her and does the awkward teenage thing by kind of moving his hand slowly down to touch hers. And touched her. <laughs> like move the pinky over. Yeah. And then they held hands. Aww. Yeah. Marcus later goes into Billy's room and finds him just battered. Oh my gosh, beat to crap. 
I was like, oh, my God, what happened? Right. Of course, Billy tells him that his father wouldn't let him leave and they fought, but he actually got on top of him and had a chance to do him in, but just couldn't. And, you know, this tears Marcus up. You see a tear running down his face. Right. Because when he's saying how, again, very breakfast club, you know, that he his dad threw him against the wall and the pictures fell and his mom tried to stop him and he smacked her. And it it was just like this whole thing. And Billy's like, but, you know, he couldn't go very long because cigarettes and alcohol. Right. And then I just couldn't do it. And he's like, because you still love your dad. He's like, no, I don't. He's like, but my little brother is still a good kid. And we find out about Billy, why he's at the school. Right. The mob his, put him yeah. in the school because... His dad got in deep with them. Yeah, owes them a million dollars in gambling debts. And now his dad's in deep with somebody else. It's like, so Billy, when he realizes all this, he, he just looks at Marcus because he's thinking about his little brother. You know, his little brother's still innocent. Right. And he's like, we need a road trip to Vegas. And Marcus <laughs> is like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> Why are we going to Vegas? We need to kill my dad. It's yeah. like, what? Yeah. So how are they going to get from San Francisco to Vegas? Well, Billy did. Yep, apparently. Bus. So that's the bus is the only Well, actually if they can get Willie into it, Willie's got a car. Yep. Very true. Should be interesting. But um, oh yeah, my god, it was tearing me apart watching Marcus cry listening to Billy. Yes. Yeah, we had some very emotional scenes in this episode. We did I wasn't expecting that. No, not at all. <laughs> and then we get the closing that just about matched the opening for bizarreness as Shab's parents arrive home. <laughs> How did I forget this? <laughs> and they are not happy. But Dad says, "Oh, but he's making friends." <laughs> Mom's uh, not having that's one way, it. right? I'm calling that school. Oh, what school? It's like then when it pans and you see, oh my god! Yeah, we see the creepy kid. Sitting in a chair with his legs over the side, and next to him in a chain and collar is Tidy Whitey Dwight. Like, what the hell? Yeah. What happened? What is going on? You better not hurt Shep's parents. Yeah. Or Dwight, for that matter. Right. But <laughs> I'm just like, uh, you don't know what he's already done to him. I it's know. Quite... I know. I like this like guy. like a pet. Nah, it's yes. not good. <laughs> guy is so creepy yeah wow well what do you guys think of the show so far uh <laughs> i can't even talk because i'm like so like flustered from that very last moment um let us know what you think shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com that's s-y-f-y talk at fangirlzone.com uh you can go to our web page or our website good gracious i'll get it together it's www.fangirlzone.com. There's a contact page there, too. So you can just shoot us an email, a tweet, Facebook message. Apparently, don't go to Google Plus anymore. That's going bye-bye. Um, but there's all sorts of ways. You can check out everything we have up on the fa Facebook page and all the other pages. And obviously, we want to hear from you and know what you guys think about this because this is crazy. And... For those who may be wondering, which probably not, I finally cracked the comic book. And the first one, because I have the compilations, 
Uh, it does seem to be going along really well with the book. And the creepy kid looks even creepier in the book. So Here not sure go. how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, while you're at it doing everything else, if you can rate review us on iTunes and any other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this show because it's freaking awesome. And I want a whole bunch of seasons of this. I don't know about you guys, but we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean fangirl And I'm Steve. No one's sweet on Chico. And until next time.